0: And register for the inaugural Every Woman's Marathon at EveryWoman'sMarathon.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to Good One, a podcast about jokes. I'm your host, Vulture Senior Editor, Jesse David Fox. Each episode, a guest comes on to play a clip of one of their jokes and then discusses how they wrote it and how it fits into what they're trying to do with their comedy. As always, joke is defined loosely to mean one unit of comedy. As this week, we are rerunning my interview with the hosts of the self-proclaimed number one show on late night, Jesus and Marrow. So the episode originally aired in June of 2019 when the guys were campaigning for an Emmy nomination for the first time. I wanted to rerun this conversation for a few reasons. First, today September 22nd, Deezus Amerio's first book, God Level Knowledge Darts, Life Lessons from the Bronx drops. Also their their show was just renewed for a third season by Showtime. And also the Emmys were this past weekend and and again they were not nominated and I'm still mad about it. I think what Jesus and Mara are are doing for late night is like truly revolutionary. They they are they're blowing up what is like arguably the most structured of tv formats and really highlighting just like their unbelievable next level chemistry i i also wanted to rerun this conversation because it is just so fun and funny and it it reignited my desire to do this podcast i feel like before talking to them, I was in a bit of a rut of like, okay, I'll prepare and I'll ask these questions. And then talking to them, I was like, oh, yeah, this show is fun. I have fun talking to these people. And it was it was easy to remember that because they are the most fun people I've ever talked to in my life. <laughs> Arguably. No offense to every other person I've ever met. Um, so appropriately enough, this episode focuses on their pursuit of an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar and Tony, aka an EGOT, which was a recurring bit from their show. So the first clip i play is the guys with John Legend writing a song in an attempt to get nominated and eventually win a Grammy. They did not win in a Grammy for this, but uh, I think they should have. So here is Jesus and Mero.
2: Oh, shit. <laughs>
1: so you're one of the rare
3: recipients of the EGOT. Yes. yes. Now, for those of us who do not know what that stands for, Emmy. Bring it down for us. Emmy. That's the Television Academy. Mm-hmm. Grammy. That's the Recording Arts Academy. Right. Oscar. That's the Film Academy. Mm-hmm. And Tony, that's Broadway Music. Oof. I got 10. all the hardware, man. Really? My man right here, he's been trying to get an EGOT. Okay. We probably should start the easiest one, right? Okay. Which that's, one's the easiest? So, so, it's a Grammy. It's right? Grammy, oh, How hard is it? Obviously. Right? Yeah. Simple. You got one, right? I have 10 of them. So. Yes. Yeah, yeah, simple. It's work, right?
4: It's like... Twenty twenty-nine nominations. <laughs> One of my passions is uh um analingus. Um, you know, which is the, the eating of, of, of your partner's butt. You okay, I'm saying? which is it's very, a cultural thing, right? Okay. It's very cultural as a okay. Dominican man. Shout out to all my fellow demons out okay. there. You know, you know how we do, you know what I'm saying? You 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 treat your woman like the queen that she is and you satisfy her butt. You know what I'm saying? Orally. Mm. So like maybe something okay. like along those lines. It's just a complete mastery of that area. You he know what I mean? passion. You know what I mean? You have it. to please yeah. your queen. I feel like full, full immersion. Full immersion yeah. of the tongue in the butt. OK. You know what I'm saying? So you want to write a song about that? Yes. you already that. have it composed? I, I don't. That's the oh, thing. Yeah. Like, I'm starting from zero. Yeah, he, he already uh, had he got it in his But head you're head like an year. artist artist. Like, you do it all. You feel me? Let me figure out what your range is. Hold on, let me get into like Bradley Cooper, Lindy Goggle. Oh no, oh no, 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 no,
3: no,
2: no, no.
4: <laughs> <laughs> What well,
3: lyrics do you got for this song though? You got anything written already or? I was thinking about this. I'ma come out like,
4: I wanna perform and lingus. Take it straight to the hole like Pozzingus. Alright, he's uh, you not
3: even on the Knicks anymore.
4: I feel like, I feel, I feel like these ideas are cool, but like sometimes. You want to say it without saying it? Um, I want to eat your ass. I, wanna, I want to eat your ass. You know what I'm saying? Mold. Mold? Okay. Oh, that's more subtle. More right? subtle? More um, subtle. Oh, I want to eat your ass like a John Deere eats grass. That, and then we got the whole Midwest covered uh, with that. Uh, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, is there a euphemism for eating butt that you can use that, like, everyone will know what you mean, but you're not actually saying, I want to eat your butt? Okay. How about Chocolate Galaxy. Chocolate yeah, galaxy. Yeah, 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 like you're in the yeah, you like, wanna, like you're just traveling yeah, through like, you're traveling like, through space. That's cool, that's cool. Oh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, that says, yeah. what about
3: rubber balloon knot? Because yeah. you know when you try the balloon and it's
4: yeah. yeah, I think I have an idea for you. <laughs> think like um Barry White. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say me to your chocolate galaxy. That's more bass, the only more bass. place
3: mm-hmm. that I wanna be. It's kind of hitting. It's kind of hitting. Um, fellas, if you wanna blow your lady
4: mind, if you wanna get a head, eat it from behind. Chocolate galaxy, chocolate
3: galaxy, chocolate. That's where I wanna be. Chocolate, Chocolate Galaxy. Hit him one time, Miro. Hit him
4: one time. My mm. uh-huh. let's put the music on smooth and the lights on down. Uh-huh. I'm LeBron with that asthma. Cause I'm going straight to that motherfucking ring. Chocolate uh-huh. Galaxy. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chocolate, Chocolate Galaxy. galaxy. Cause I'ma make
3: that ball twirl. Chocolate Galaxy. Chocolate Galaxy. Call me Colin Kaepernick when I take a knee. Cause I wanna get my tongue in your chocolate galaxy. Oh my god. Chocolate (laughs) Galaxy.
4: Honestly, galaxy. I mean, Take me but. to your chocolate. galaxy. That's the only place that I wanna be, fellas. If you wanna blow your lady mind, wanna get her hair eaten from behind.
3: Someone got a mint. <laughs> <laughs> I had a nice run. I had a nice run. Yeah, had it like, this way. Either this... get the next Grammy or unemployed. No in between. No in between. Both.
1: <laughs> we are here. Actually, I think I was going to introduce you, but you guys are so good at introducing yourselves. Would you mind introducing? yourself. Yeah, what up? It's your boy, Jesus Nice.
4: You know what I'm saying? It's your boy, Kim o, a.k.a. the Human Durax. You know what I'm
3: saying? We are t- combined. We are the Bodega yes. Boys. We have the most illustrious <laughs> podcast in the world. We're from the greatest borough in the greatest city of the world. That's the right, BXO. You, right. you know what I'm shout out. 3, World shout out. You know what I'm saying?
4: These tree man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. King's also, British number one show oh. late night
3: on uh, Showtime. Show. Oh, that's check that right. Out. That piece, Eleven that's o'clock. Our, our main source of income.
4: Eleven o'clock every day, every day, except, every day, except if it's, Wednesday if it's not or Friday, on Monday
3: or Thursday. Just watch
4: just those. Just watch. That's right.
1: Also, check out City on the Hill. Um, Start Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so I want to back up a second before we talk about the specific joke to sort of give people some context. So. Uh, Y'all know each other a bit from high school, but you reconnected later on Twitter uh, while you both were working jobs you didn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, you found some chemistry, eventually got hooked up with Complex, uh, and then blah, 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 showtime. Do you either remember any of the early tweets or early bits from the early days that you're like, there's a, there's something here? And what is that something do you feel like that's still there now?
3: I think any of our earlier tweets where we just talk about really, really local Bronx stuff. And then people. The thing is, the Bronx has always had this really bad identity as like one of the worst boroughs. You never want to go there. If you fall asleep on the train, you end up in the Bronx. You're gonna die. And there was the way we talked about the Bronx is like we love the Bronx, we're proud of the Bronx. Like we were always defending the Bronx on mm-hmm. Twitter. And people were just like, that's so weird. That is, and then like as we defended the Bronx and like we had pride in the Bronx, other people in the Bronx started like throwing Bronx Twitter and their hashtags and stuff. And people really love because they would have these wild crime stories. Yeah. And that happened in the Bronx. We're like, oh, that's every day. That's every, it's like, yo, a mouse held up a bank today we're like yeah that's a regular bronx thing so people really gravitated towards that and latched onto it and they saw the chemistry there and also people don't know how big the bronx is so they assume we live on the same block and we live miles <laughs> yeah. away from each other at the
4: time i feel like people that don't aren't familiar with new york city think the bronx is just like one set of projects yeah it's and like, we all live there not even one set of projects yeah. it's
3: one tower it's yeah. me yeah.
4: Miro, yeah. j-lo yeah.
3: remy ma french montana yeah. We all and live there. Diaz. Yeah. yeah i
4: just like hey cardi b can i borrow some sugar you know what I mean? It's, it's very large. Fat Joe's a super. And he just comes through like, yo, crack, 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 crack. I'm like, nah, I don't need crack. I need uh, you to uh, fix uh, my it's, toilet. It just cracks in the roof. <laughs> yeah.
3: Cracks Please, in the roof. There's leaks. My sir. baby can't breathe asbestos. Sir.
1: So by the nature of networks and budgets, Showtime has afforded you for the first time to have like a writing staff yeah. and a field production staff. H- how did you think about hiring people for you that, you know, at minimum would be more cooks in the kitchen that have their own techniques, that have their own spices, you know, what were you looking for and how do you know when someone is the right fit for you?
4: As as far as writers, we interviewed over and looked over Three hundred submissions because we were forced like to packets. by Showtime because <laughs> like. originally
3: the plan was to just take the money and run. It was yeah. like, we're not making a show. But then we were just like, "Yo, who fits our aesthetic? Who gets our humor?" And we found increasingly it was people we already knew, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. It was like our friends who we never really viewed as like, "Yo, you're you should be a writer." And it's like, "Yo, Heaven, you're a, you're a writer on this show. Like, come over here." Yeah, and just it wasn't so much the resumes or the packets they sent over. It was like sitting down in the room and talking to them, and like you'd be able to bounce a joke off of them and they get it right away. And I remember there was one packet and because you know our saying is the brand is strong yeah and so when, like we asked the person it was like the brand is they were like cool uh, and we were just like yeah you're not gonna be able pretty to great
1: tested yeah. them you did not want oh we
4: you weren't like we should get one
1: outsider really you're
4: right like, no we want yeah. people who are every time that
1: somebody would
3: reveal themselves like yeah i'm from queens like you guys yeah. you're like, get out oh get wow
4: out. oh you're from where oh, okay cool that's cool but you yeah, no, not and then, on the technical side it was just people with chops you know what i mean like uh shout out to andre who does the musical performances like he's straight from Chappelle show who like was super innovative in that Mm -hmm. space you know what i mean and then just talking to other people who who are who know their shit you know what i mean like uh ian burger is like the field producer he worked on the daily show previously so he's like good in like those types of like you know situations where it's like yeah we got man on the street we got random all these variables are occurring like and he's able to like corral all that stuff and keep you know keep the ship. So you wanted to make sure
1: the sort of mechanics of show can work, so you guys can still be exactly yourself. right. Yeah.
3: And the beauty of it, there was no Jesus Meryl before us, yeah. so no, there's no expectations. It's not like yo, how are you guys gonna? We didn't to get the throne passed to us, yeah. So the yeah. show is whatever we want it to be, and that free form aspect of it allows us to just you know like we just last night we had the schoolboy Q performance at the Jane Carousel in <laughs> yeah. Brooklyn. Does it make any sense? No. no. Did it come out great? Yeah. yeah. And we have that that ability to just, like, fly, just whatever idea we have, we do it on a Monday meeting and make it come to life. Is it
1: partly because I feel like I... It's not. Did you guys didn't grow up watching late night, so you have no reverence for a certain form? No,
3: we actually no. did no, because we didn't. you have to remember. At one point, there was nothing else. Like eleven yeah.
1: o'clock, it was like yo late night
3: time. It was either that or watch the honeymooners in black and white. Sure. So we grew up watching late night, and it was just like yo this is late night. This is late night. Throw on a suit, house band monologue. I don't know. Maybe some misplaced, misspelled like <laughs> news titles. So when it came time, but then to get a chance to have a late night show it was just like. Is Are we really doing a late night show or are we just doing a show that's on at night? Yeah. So that's kind no. of the aspect. And this also gave us something to kind of deviate from because the
1: TV doesn't need another boiler point yeah. late night show. Desk and all the stuff. So for the the first EGOT segment, which was, I believe, aired on the third episode, but I imagine the idea or the production might have came up before you even started shooting any of the episodes of... Uh, what was the context in which the idea came up to just do these things in general? What were sort of the conversations around that you got
4: well it was It was funny because it was like we didn't have the opportunity to do this previously, right yeah. so now we're there's more budget, there's more room to play with ideas, and instead of just like pantomiming something out, you can actually go out in the field and do it so like that would have been like just like on any other channel that we've been on it would have just been like a back and forth between yeah. me and him like, oh, we're doing this ha ha ha. ha. And now we actually had the opportunity to actually get in the studio with John Legend yeah. and make this song, and it was just like it was very like imp- impromptu. Like I mean, he knew we were coming, yeah. But the subject matter was very impromptu. Like he didn't know what we were talking about what we were going to be singing about, and I that think, was part of like the the uh, off the cuffness yeah, of it. That, it's kind of starting an old show because someone mentioned someone had an ego. We was like, "What
3: is that?" And no. they were just like, "Yo," they explained what it was, and we were like. We could do that. <laughs> like, if you really think about it, our career trajectory we probably will end up sure. with the egot because, like, everything seems possible. Yeah. And so, going off of that, they were just like, "Yo, let's just find some people who have won these awards already, and then you guys will talk to them and see how hard it is." And as you can see, it's it's a layup, and <laughs> you know, Very we'll, we'll probably get it uh, next year.
4: Remember so, the Thirty Rock episode with Tracy Morgan? We have the egot chain. You we come. Do that. Soon come.
1: So did you have the idea that you got, and then did you reach out to John Legend, or sort of John Legend already sort of express interest? No, we
3: reached out to John Legend because we like he loves the show, and they wanted to do something. And That's what makes it great. Like it's not like we're begging celebrities. Celebrities like, yo, I want to be on the show. I want to just have me do anything. And it's just it's a chance for their fans to see them outside of their normal uh situation. Like you never expect to see John Legend doing a song about eating ass, but we got him to do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so obviously the goal is putting celebrities in like throwing things at them and see what they can handle and how they react and trying to, and you guys are so good off the cup. But how much is planned for a thing like this? Obviously, he knew that you guys were going to do some sort of song, but Mm -hmm. what bits or what, like, did you go in being like, oh, eating butt should be the goal?
4: That's literally stolen
1: out on the spot. Yeah, but you, that's like, you went with like, that's all you guys. That's all we go in. The song
3: wasn't, there's no lyrics. Same thing with uh, Lin-Manuel. Like, there was no, that's all off the dome.
1: Why, why eating butt? Why was that the? That's near
4: and dear to my man so, right but, here how did, what,
1: were there other things you guys brainstormed how did you land on like yeah that's it exactly. was
4: just it was just because john legend has a song with rick ross where he just sings about like traffic and drugs but mm-hmm. it's john legend and sure. he's so like wholesome and whatever and it's just like what like what direction can you take john legend in where like you know what i mean in how that same vein you, you know yeah. what i mean without him messing up his that's what we that's what we went and then also it was it's just very like, on brand for, yeah. Uh, for us yeah sure, We talk about eating ass all the time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When you're shooting it, what's going through your head? He sits down, he starts making up sort of the chorus and it, it is so
4: good. It's so It's so what? good. What it goes through
1: your head? You're like, I'm so like, yeah, yo, like I was like,
4: cha-ching, here comes this Grammy. Well, yeah. I mean, it's clear why the dude has 10 Grammys. He was able to freestyle a song about eating butt <laughs> on the fly in about like 10 minutes. But also it's And so then so also fun. with, with yeah. the melody yeah. so, so, Like you're that.
3: sitting there, you're like, yo, we are singing with John Le- Like, let's remove the eating butt part. We're singing with John Legend. Yeah. Like, look how far our lives <laughs> have come. And the thing is that it came out so great. Like, to read the accolades the next day after
1: it airs from like Yo, when is this coming like on Variety? iTunes? Yeah, yeah. Rolling Stone and it's just like yo, we created that that's just an amazing feeling I like to ask this question for people who improvise a lot and and you know you that's so much of what you guys do especially with the riffing but When you're like really in it, what's sort of going through your brain? In so much as there's sort of two people, it seems like there's people who improvise and their brain is blank; they're Mm -hmm. just sort of all reacting. Or there's people who, when they're improvising, they're like Neo in the Matrix, and they sort of like see like their senses are super heightened; they everything's sort of in slow motion. I think you know what? It's not. It doesn't really seem like improvising for us because
3: this is what we do. Like you can ask uh, Sherry, our PR person, this is what we do all day, (laughs) twenty-four-seven. To the point where if you ask people like Sherry, they're probably sick of it because we don't. It's not an act. We don't turn it on and off like we'll just be in the car improvising for like we didn't know that was improvising in the Bronx it's just like yeah, yeah. you you had to have an imagination
4: uh. and that's how you just entertain yourself <laughs> and it's it's not so much improvising as 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 like you just see something and it'll spark something yeah. and yeah. and then the ball starts rolling downhill like the like you know that broom in the corner like yo who's the guy that? oh julio the maintenance <laughs> man left that broom there and then you go to a julio impression and blah, 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 <laughs> and then like it's just like all trickles down you know is it different when you're starting to put yourselves
1: in different contexts to do that? Now, like Opposed to when you're sitting down and, you know, TV you have to sort of have clear ins and outs, but mm-hmm. even this, it's like a, a piece, so you know it's gonna be shorter and it needs, like, is it, are those techniques a little bit different when you're in one of those? Are you, are you a little bit more goal oriented? You know what,
3: it's not so much goal oriented because that's kind of not our job. Our yeah. job is like, yo, we're giving you the product, the editors have to like cut it down for the runtime because we're never really like, yo, we got seven minutes, let's hit three jokes. It's like, no, we're gonna record for 20 minutes. <laughs> Your job now is you have to find the seven funniest minutes in it. And we always get the editors like, I couldn't choose. Or yeah. like, I wanted to leave this part in. I wanted to leave that part. It's about a natural flow and progression and mm-hmm. having artificial time restraints and like that clean start and clean finish that that's not natural. Yeah. And like sometimes, you know, you get frustrated because our starts are not clean or like we will fumble words, but you watch it and you're like, this is authentic. This
1: is yeah. real. And it, it's not the most polished thing, but it I enjoy it. A couple weeks ago, I had a... I did a writer's panel at the 92nd Free Y, which uh, listeners of the podcast probably just heard. And we had two writers on. And Josh Josh Gondelman, who's one of your producers, Shout to was, Josh. Sa- was saying that like so much happens in the edit, especially with the riffing. You guys will go for forever. Mm-hmm. And then you guys are essentially like, rewriting the show. Um, how involved are you in editing for a thing like this where it cuts a sort of soft lighting and then there's a tongue spaceship that flies yeah um is that are you guys involved in that process at all or yeah,
4: yeah. top to bottom it's yeah. like we get like every step of the editing process is like shown to us you know either via link or in the, the office viewer's. you know what i mean yeah. like hey, like, I don't like, come like come this part like, or what happened here or, I, that you know, jump
3: was a little rough that you know. kind of thing yeah. because at the end of the day yeah other people were editing it but if we put out whack product no one's gonna be like yo fire your editors they're gonna be like these and Mero stink
1: so the, the clip, it, at one point it shows, Mayor, you reading off of a phone. So did you, once you knew you were going to do a verse, did you write that part down or is it sort of just the, were you I pretending just, to I was just off? pretending, yeah, <laughs> I was just
4: <laughs> pretending to read off. Yeah, no, I didn't drink it. Let's see if
1: you can remember what was going through your head. Uh, the, the Your main line was, uh, let's put the music on, smooth with the lights on, damn, and you rhyme damn with, I'm... Like LeBron with that asthma, because I go straight to the motherfucking rim. Rim, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What that's do you right. like about that? What do you, What do you guys like about that? It's like?
4: like you know what I'm saying. Like when I when I deliver in Olinkus, it's like it's like LeBron James. You know what I'm saying? It's like the top of the top, the greatest of all time. You know what I'm saying? Versatile. Versatile. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The vision. I know where I want to go. You know what I'm saying? And I just get right to the rim. You know what I'm saying? And I and I and I dominate so i guess in contrast how how are you like colin kaepernick <laughs> i'm
3: like listen i feel very strongly about analingus, and i'm willing to jeopardize my job
1: in order for other people to have the rights to enjoy it all right <laughs> i think we learned a lot <laughs> uh so at that point you did it you added you're like we're definitely going to keep on doing these mm-hmm. like did you know it worked yeah like, you know what, what? we like Within
3: maybe five minutes of recording it, we were just like, "Yeah, we yeah, got this." Yeah, this is gonna be hilarious. If That always happened. Like, there's never we're never on production and we're never shooting something. We're just like, eh. Like you either know right away <laughs> yeah. if it's a, it's a banger or not, yeah. and right away we knew that was gonna be great. And we always
4: planned to continue the egot series, yeah. so we knew we had to just keep going. Yeah, and the fact that John Legend was like everybody that's participated so far, like Lin Manuel, uh, John Legend uh Jordan, Jordan Peel like they were all such good sports so it's like when they are into it and you're into it you get a much better uh finished product also
3: when other celebrities see like Jordan Peel and they're like how do I get on this how, yeah. this is so cool like uh Anna Kendrick who we had on which wasn't for an EGOT thing but she was just like yo I saw your show and I was like How I gotta be on there yeah so how can I do
1: something that's actually seems makes me seem like a fun a person a fun person, and they <laughs> they
3: have fun doing it like yeah. again her she was with us for 8 hours filming not one complaint
1: that is so long yeah cause it's like a 5 minute clip <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. your editors had to edit an 8 hour documentary it was she oh, learned was, a lot about this, the Bronx that day this yeah. is
0: like a normal afternoon for you guys
1: yeah, or but
0: you thought here would be the place to bring me
3: yeah it was
1: yeah. warm
4: I mean, what do you usually do on your days off?
0: I made my own marzipan, uh, like, a week ago.
4: I made a, I made a quiche and then I fucked it up. Oh, I was, no. I was mad sad. Yeah. Are you um, not chilling in the booty shake club?
0: No, I mean, I guess it's just kind of like I'm at home, Netflix. I'm usually, like, organizing something, yeah. you know, what? go to the container store. Yeah. Ooh, you're a pop star? Pop star?
3: That's what they call their frequent customers. What? Yes. Are you not getting 20% off no, every I, month? No,
0: I never signed up for the membership thing. Should I be...
3: That's what you fucked up. That's okay. what you fucked up. Okay. You drop front two boxes. I buy a month.
4: Oh God, this is why I'm hanging out with you.
3: Uh,
1: so the Jordan Peel one comes up. Obviously, it'd be movies. What sort of the planning for for that one? Because obviously, clear some things were prepared. Right. You, Okay, so the editor, that one was more with the writers and it was like, let's come up with the premise for some
3: fake movies and they made those great posters. But other than that, it was just like, they just gave us the titles for the movies. Yeah. Like we came up with the premise for the movies ourselves. The plot lines and all all that type of
4: stuff. Yeah, but but shout out to the graphics department because they freaked those posters, man. They were great.
1: So uh, I want to run through uh, some of the movies and see how how they came up. What do you like about those ideas? So the first one was... Ultimately, what is a horror movie based on your lives? Which is, I guess the title will be Spooky Bugs. <laughs>
4: Spooky Bugs. <laughs> Spooky yes. Bugs. No, yeah, haunted yeah. Money. Ooh. Uh,
1: Did that, was that one you just riffed there? Riffed yeah, off the top of our head. Because you top, know what? Yeah. If you
3: see it, we're just literally telling our life story. Yeah. and He's not impressed. And at the end, I just do it. The, money, the money's haunted. haunted. Ah. And he's still not impressed. He's like, fam, I may, I may get out. Like, You got to really impress
4: You got to come harder than yeah. that.
3: So here's our first movie. It's two males from a borough in New York City. Mm -hmm. Highly attractive, both minorities, both children are immigrants. Mm -hmm. They get a show off of their podcast, and then they just spend the money that they get from the company that (laughs) produces the show.
4: You feel me? but the money's haunted.
3: Yeah. Boom. Oh, see, you didn't think I was going to clean it up at the Stop. end. Ah.
4: You said the money's haunted. Yeah. The money's haunted. Anything bucks. they buy. Does the money that's haunted, it, it buys you, like, poor, bad products? No, it's like regular shit, like it's good regular, shit, uh-huh. but then it turns bad. Yeah.
3: Like, I buy a pack of ports and I get cancer. Mm-hmm. That's you know real life.
4: That's not that's, haunted. I mean, that's, I mean that's, that's scary. You ever seen a commercial with the guy? I used to love to swing. Now like, yeah, I can't that's,
1: swing that's, anymore. That's, that's that's hard. Hard. That shit was mad scary. That was uh, I was the Baby Shark one, also something.
3: Right on the spot. But also, at the time, baby. Baby Shark was really hot, it was super hot yeah. so it was one of those, it was just in the back of our head. And we <laughs> so knew, hot. and it's funny, his, key, his wife, shot to Chelsea, they had, before the interview, she came down with their son, oh. so we were just like, oh, we were had talking to him, we are just like, you, you know, listen to Baby Shark, he's like, God, I hate that song, Ugh. so
4: right
1: there, it's like- And I imagine I you're it. listening to it, not. Oh, uh, God.
4: <laughs> I'm glad I don't have Alexa in my house, Is all I can say. They'd just be yelling it out. Because my nephew literally just says, Alexa, play Baby Shark. How about this horror movie, right? Okay. Remember Jaws? That was terrifying, right? Jaws Classic. Classic. scary, terrifying. Terrifying. So it's like kind of in a similar vein. OK, uh-huh. now you're swimming. The right? opening scene, lady swimming. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. just chilling and swimming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then yeah. she just hears it like. Hey, it's uh you know, it's like uh cross between uh the Babadook and uh, you know, the guy uh or the you know Skype. Guy, uh, guy right here, you know?
1: So if a bunch of these are essentially puns, what is your feeling about puns? You know what? Puns are cool, but they lend themselves for the visual poster. Yeah. Right. So that's cool. But like we're not listen, we're not sex in the city. We're not doing a pun every two lines. Yeah. <laughs> Though I feel like the title cards are the of each segment have puns in. Them.
2: Sometimes. Uh, oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? that's Those just to give you an visual.
1: idea. That's for the visual. That's yeah. not for us. Yeah. That's for y'all. That's what. Yeah. yeah, that's what.
4: The audience is like, yo, you. This might give you a cool clue as to what you're about to see. You also, know what I'm a saying? A
3: lot of our audience is just like, you guys talk way too fast,
1: so they can use that to kind of get context. Yeah. So like, I I, I, I guess it's like, like a two word synopsis of yeah. what they're
4: about to see. So uh,
1: the, the the main one was suck my dick from the Back to the Future. Yeah, <laughs> suck my dick. <laughs> yeah, suck like
4: my dick from the Back to the Future. You know what I mean? Suck it's like it, boom, it feels like a porn take on on I'm back to the future. Wait, suck like my dick is like hello in the Bronx. Yeah, that's like um, regular everyday yeah, slang. No, like, the you know, rest. Of it, like, Yo, how you doing? I suck my dick. You no, know what I'm saying? Is, like yeah. that's gonna be rated X out the gate. Like I don't even know who's doing the dick sucking. Who's clearly I'm getting my dick sucked. You know what I mean? Because I'm like the star and by itself like, in the future. You know what I yeah, mean? Wow. By himself. I don't know if that. that, that is, I don't know that that is clear. I see you looking at his watch. Like, it's oh like, wow, oh, what it's not it? the time I left. Time to get my dick sucked from the back.
3: Okay, I thought the poster wasn't working.
4: See, around on
1: So when you heard that because that one then it gets built up to more why you're like this is exactly this is going to be our big one what was why was that one perfect for you
4: it's just such it like dick from the back has become such a thing and it's just like it's such an easy visual the yeah. idea of him in the glory you know what, what i mean like, like yo hey suck like my dick from the back to the future you know what i mean like I, wow whoa because in that movie martin with fly almost has sex with his mom which is really bizarre and creepy you know what i'm saying and nobody ever talks about that you know what I'm saying? So we had to we had to bring speak truth to power.
1: So in that case, the power is,
4: is Martin Marty McFly, is Martin McFly <laughs> having sex with Molly? Not Molly Shannon, wasn't it? Molly Ringwald. Who was his mom in the movie? No, mom it was, uh, was Leah. Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: From uh, Carolina, did I in first from Caroline in the City. Yeah. Right? Wow. Shout out. To, wow. That's a yeah. I love, Caroline in the City was my like New York show. I was like, <laughs> I want to live in Caroline City. <laughs> um, but speaking of references, I was. In that same thing, Josh was saying how he was amazed at sort of the breadth of your pop culture knowledge. Yeah. What was your sort of like life of consuming pop culture like?
4: I learned how to speak English watching TV. And like uh, before I went to school, like I never spoke English in my house. Like my parents spoke strictly Spanish. Like I lived in a house of 20 Dominicans. So all we did was speak Spanish. So I spoke English by watching TV and like talking to friends outside and stuff like that and I had picked it up and now I speak English with no accent. Wow, what a miracle. Yeah, I
3: used to just devour books and magazines. Like as a child, I used to love going to the library and then when I worked at the library, like I was one of those people that would check out the books for you so you'd be there for an hour. So in order, and you know, like the library is just like dead time. You got nothing to do. So I'd like grab a stack of periodicals, like New York Magazine, and just turn through them. And I'm just like, what what the hell is hummus? Like I'm just (laughs) sitting in the Bronx. Like I was like, GQ, people pay $500 for sweaters? This is insane. But just picking up these little references. And it's funny, we had a meeting this morning and out of nowhere, I was just like, wasn't there a play about a kid that was really good at pinball
1: named Tommy? (laughs) Everyone was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't know why that just came in my head. but See, It's not even things. That you might not even know why you know the references. you just right. sort of like. They're just it's there. It's just like
4: osmosis. It's yeah. just like
1: there was NBC had a short run uh, procedural called Bad Boys
3: in like the 80s. That was with Dick Wolf and it ran for six episodes. And I saw all uh, six episodes and I Googled it. Even Google was like, yo, fam, how do you know what this? Do you, what do you, it was like, yo, go ask Jeeves. I don't have this. Dick Wolf was like, yo,
4: chill. Do, don't ever bring that up again. He forgot about it. He right. right. like, don't. Don't bring, it yeah. up. don't bring it up and don't my mom was a teacher she was obsessed with like me like reading constantly so she got a subscription to time magazine when i was like six and would make me read it and yeah. i like literally read it I and mean, it's funny because i used to read there's this guy joel something who used stein. to stein who who used to do like their op-ed shit yeah and i was like oh joel like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we're the, like yo, oh like know that's like me wow. like we have the same name like a big oh,
1: win for joel Stein. Uh, shout out bro. to joel
4: stein you you got me into writing
1: <laughs> so we'll be right back with Jesus and Mara after this word from our sponsor.
4: Fox Creative.
0: This is advertiser content from 26.2 Team Milk and their new docuseries, Running Sucks. Is running the worst? Yeah. Do you love it? Do you hate it? I hate it so much. I hate it so freaking much. Thank you,
1: So the Lynn manuel Miranda one, how do you guys land on the bit of Baby Ruth the first? That's minute? a running joke that he's been doing forever. <laughs> and we just constantly <laughs> reference it. And it's we
3: sometimes bring it up when we go on sports shows. And uh, people are just like, what? what? So, you know, it's part of the brand. So... Just the idea, you know, Lin Manuel Hamilton. It 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 just lends itself. Uh, yeah. It was perfect.
4: A historical, you know, hip hop piece.
1: When I guess when when you first as a running joke, where did it? St- was it just something you made up? And then so, you looked at his face and you are like, I guess he kind of looks. We're like
4: at MTV and we're just kind of like hanging around in the office, like not doing much because we had we were on one show and it was once a week and we like, but we were required to be there five days a week. Yeah, yeah. So like, it was, it was, like was a lot of downtime. downtime. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) I'm just, like, fucking around on Twitter one day and I just, like, took out a notepad and I wrote... Uh babe, babe Ruth, this is to confirm that I, Babe Ruth, am Dominican. and Dominican. Signed by the president of Dominican Republic, yeah. Rob, Robinson Cano. And then I put it on Twitter and I was like, Yo, I told y'all Babe Ruth is Dominican. And if I you listen to
3: one of our earlier podcasts, we actually <laughs> act out this whole bit of Babe Ruth integrating baseball and like mm-hmm. there's he gets to his locker and there's like a noose around the plantain. <laughs> and it's like oh, it's super dark. And so when we had a chance with Lynn Mel it was like, What do you want to pitch? And it was like it Yo, gotta be Babe baby,
4: ba- baby Ruth. Babe Ruth. Babe <laughs> Ruth. And now the great thing, if
3: you Google Babe Ruth Domenico,
1: all the links are like to our show. We completely messed up the algorithm. Um, and then the Jackie Robinson part. Did you guys plan that? The part? writers threw that in. Yeah. Because that, that's just funny. That's just.
4: It's Jackie just like, Robinson. Yo, Jack, no, 30 years. I and, and think one of the lines in the piece is like, 30 years later, when you enter the league. Yeah, <laughs>
3: It's
4: Whatever. just so over the top that yeah, it's, it's just so goes so Because so. if it wasn't
1: Jackie Robinson, I probably would have been like Derek Jeter. <laughs> I'd
4: be like, shh, I'm secretly Puerto Rican too. Shh, don't tell him. <laughs>
1: What else do you remember from that day of stuff you improvised of of those all those songs or whatever?
3: Oh, it was just um, just riffing with Lin Manuel the whole bit about me being a yeah. mother and then he was you know pointing to his home run and singing how he's a proud Dominican yeah. and
4: and do, and uh, the code switching with uh, I'm gonna hit it over there yeah <laughs> I'm Babe Ruth I'm white I promise
3: and like just the uh, being on. Uh, you know, we've never like sung or anything, but being on, we were really hamming it up and like yeah. really extended <laughs> bravado. Yeah. And everyone was like, "Wow, you guys are!" There was like a little soft shoe at one point. It was, <laughs> it was a lot going on. Shout to Limonero because he, like, he
4: set it up. He was just yeah. like, "Okay," he just kept going. Give, with give me it. your first. He's like, "This is your introduction to the world. You're introducing people to the world." So he's doing like the yeah. direction and just and we're just like going. And even when we're riffing, he's just riffing on the keys yeah. On the piano the and way. stuff. Yeah, it was great. I Love it. So,
3: what's the first major obstacle? Babe Ruth's faces, baby
4: faces. They think that I am a white boy. (laughs) Pero Dominicano
1: soy. This is fucking great. (laughs) We're going straight to Broadway.
3: the biggest thing in baseball
4: that's if right. you want it that's right it's all mine for the taking that's right the whole platano all of it all the mango it can all be mine listen
3: no one can stop you i just have to realize the power i have inside myself as jackie Robinson, i hope you're there when i eventually arrive yeah. To the yeah thank
4: you whoa oh what is this hey, hey why oh, oh, are you doing this why would you why
3: the why way doing food this? those are weird
4: bananas
3: yeah. They're called platinos. We don't care what they're called. You guys don't belong in this game. That's right. You guys should do yourselves a favor and leave this game to the power hitters.
4: Yeah, the white power hitters. You know what? You can throw all the platins you want. Yeah. You cannot stop me, Bobby, because I'm from Dominican Republic. That's right. And what I do is hit the ball fucking far away. That's right. And give very good haircuts. I appreciate you teaching me. 30 years before you become a baseball player, that I can be myself and succeed.
3: You never let anyone stop you. Never. Okay? When they tell you you can't play baseball, you do it. When they tell you you can only have one family, you have two.
4: One is a secret.
3: Okay? When they tell you use condoms, fuck that shit. Because who are you? I'm Baby Rodriguez. Who are you?
4: I am Baby Rodriguez. Who are you? I am Baby
3: Rodriguez. The greatest baseball player. Who ever played? I taught them everything they know. A couple of Broadway babies.
1: <laughs> um, I hear you guys talk about you'll you'll drink for the studio show. The riffing that you'll. I, I think you said something like you're 30% less drunk than you did when you were doing the Vice show or whatever. Right. That got, you know what? I have no,
3: like, you, you guys, guys think, think we're like
1: super drunk. Like, I do no, you just said it. We so just I'm said, said it. <laughs> it. No, no,
3: it's not. We're not like drunk. We're not uh, drunk. I'm it's like, like as yeah, well. uh. like people, because I'm going to say you can't be drunk and riffing yeah, at the same man. time. It's like humanly impossible. Yeah. We well, take a couple of sips or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. This
1: is us on brand. Uh. Yeah, That's what people want to see. Yeah, just through, like any a normal amount of relaxing. You're not like, oh, yeah. we got to be
3: you know what it fucked up to do Because yeah. it's like we're watching these videos and reacting the same way you guys are. And so we imagine like when yeah. we read people, just like, yo, I got my becks on deck. Yo, got my I got, I got my a little blunt. joint. So they're like, we're like, all right, so we're going to get comfortable with you a little smizzy and, you know, watch these clips. But we're not out here like two-fifths
4: of yo, like, Georgie just like no. poor enough. <laughs> Except <laughs> like, that one time I drank a whole glass of Jim beer, And then like Sherry got to come in the green room and put smelling salts on their weekend at Bernie situation.
3: They can't put makeup on. We're sweating yeah. too profusely.
1: How would you describe the sort of comedy duo? dynamic between the two of you
3: annoying i can't stand this guy (laughs) no
1: you know what it doesn't it's one of those things It's like when you guys became a comedy duo
3: i was like i I Uh, guess when we we started started doing comedy together together. at the same time i mean if we were a comedy duo we'd probably either be partners checking tsa at LaGuardia, or perhaps co-defendants on rikers island but no it's just like it's just like my bronx brother we get this it's it's almost being like the same person but different because mm-hmm. yeah. he has four kids, he has lives a different life than me. We have such similar views and like yeah. we have the same like we can finish each other's jokes and everything. The
4: roots are the same, like but the trees just grew different. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like wow. to get you know what I'm saying? Wow. Dominican Maya Angelou, wow. Over wow. Here. you know what I'm saying? That's, Maya Angelou. that's why you know what I'm saying? The cage pigeon sings. I understand why the hookah saying? sings <laughs> But yeah, no, it's true. It's like the the foundation is there, and yeah. we relate to each other like a lot on a lot of different things. But then there's those like divergent diverging points where it's yeah. like, okay, you got four kids, I don't. Like I'm doing this on a weekend, you're doing this on a weekend, yeah. And then we recongregate on a Monday, and it's like. So right, Compare cool. stories. Yeah. Also, people will really enjoy the
3: growth because if you listen to like the first episode of Bodega Boys, we're just super excited because we just came yeah. back from the VMAs. Yo, and it's yeah. just like to, we've met people at the VMAs. It are like I hate this. I never. And we were just like, fam, we will go to this for the rest of our lives. This is so much fun. So that idea of like two Bronx, two guys from the Bronx, just experiencing life, and there's kind of like this wink, wink nudge to the camera, like, yo, we should not be here. Yeah, where yeah. we were at uh, the. Who was it? Alexander Wang. Oh yeah, Alexander Wang. Fashion We're in the front row. Anna Wintour is right there. Just and like everyone's just like everyone on Twitter is like, "Why are y'all there?" We're why like, why not?
4: Why people not? are posting like, "Is that decent?" on at front row. Alexander Wang. I yeah. could, We can fear feel Anna glowering at Anna Stewart. So I'm glad. So it's just like, fun. how dare you? Yeah. It's
3: just fun. So it's not really a comedy. Like we're not sitting there writing jokes. It's like, yo, we've experienced this. Now we're just gonna
1: tell listeners our experience. Just one person set up a little bit more. Like, is one person more the point guard or or? I mean, now it's just like, is one person throwing more alley oops, or do you feel like it's ultimately kind of your. Equal? I try to keep us on topic, and that's the beauty of it because, like, I'm like, yo, we're going to this point.
3: And Merle was like, no, we're going to talk about ass eating. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but it works out great because even, like, on the live show, like, when we first started doing the podcast, we'd have a run of the show, and it yeah. was just like six topics. And then I listen out, and I was like, we didn't touch any of those topics because <laughs> well, we'll try to get somewhere. And Meryl would be like, yo, blah 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 that reminds me of this on the 4 train and I'm like oh,
2: he, no, oh, shit. oh wow yeah. what's happening? Nah.
3: so it's like you, you know you're running up you dish the ball he dishes it back and yeah, then you know it the backboard we or do Miro run, just so chucks it. up a 40 foot 3 <laughs> with 20 minutes 20 seconds left on the shot clock you never know what's gonna happen you
4: never know, you know what I'm saying? every game is uh, J.R. Smith has the ball. <laughs> on, game is the ball I feel like one of our wildest runs was like he started the story by being like yo I went glamping this weekend and like yo there was these people around us and he's like I was the only black person there and like people smelled weed in my tent so they try to come over here and they were talking about bears, and And like like, you know bears. the
3: the lady asked one of the ladies with me that was like are you menstruating and i was like whoa whoa that wasn't in the brochure they was like yeah because the bears could smell blood Turned to this whole probably not our cleanest routine but it was pretty
1: pretty entertaining it involved the berenstein bears and we'll stop it at that so you've done three do you have sort of Plans or hopes for what would be a third one for an Emmy? You guys already do make television, but you—yeah, there are other people who have Emmys. Yes. Do you have any feelings of wh- how you do another one? We're trying to think of it and we were thinking, what if we just show up at the Emmys? Because
3: yeah. we're trying to get an Emmy. What if we just run on stage and, and grab going go? <laughs>
4: yeah. yeah. Who cares? Let's go to the, the body. Give yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Yo, it's a, it's a daytime Emmy. You, you ready to die for a daytime Emmy? Do something late. Huh? Do something. Huh? Judy Dench. Just I dare her. you, Susan Lucci. Yeah.
3: <laughs> another award show we're paying from
1: <laughs> in interviews from preparing for this the word authentic comes up a lot and places that did get it places that didn't get it and obviously you know there's a history and comedy of sort of truth and comedy but I was thinking about uh, Sinbad has this quote which is a comedian and it's funnier when he's still riding the bus mm-hmm. my question does what does authentic mean to you and how has what has
4: authentic evolved since you guys started I mean it's always been like our lives right like jokes about our lives our surroundings what we go through on a regular basis stuff we might not know shit about and are Mm -hmm. just like spitballing but like you know life obviously has changed like we have a little more money now like we've i have a little more kids now like you know what i'm saying like we live in different places like shit like that so it's just keeping up with that you know what i mean and like not having to make up shit and 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 you know in order to like preserve this like you know authenticity that yeah. we came out of the gate with yeah right. the authenticity is like the the fans and the people that that fuck with our stuff watching the growth you know what i mean that's the authentic- yeah. the authenticity to to, to speak in, you know, for myself but i feel like my man right here can agree that like the the journey yeah. has, is the authenticity yeah. it's like you you saw us come from wearing like the same t-shirt on every third episode of the Complex video series to now motherfuckers are on TV with multiple chains of resided shirts.
3: Yeah, about keeping it real, it's just, I hate that term, keeping it real, because people's like, yo, you gotta keep it Bronx. And I'm like, yo, I still live in the Bronx, but things have changed. But people have come to expect certain views from us that have been consistent. Like, we were raised by immigrants. So, you know, like, I'm still very frugal with my money. I still, like, there's times I'll look at like an oversurge and I'm like, yeah, we're taking the train. Like, (laughs) there's, Certain things are just so deeply ingrained in you that like no matter what level of success you reach, you yeah. can't just shake them off, and that gives us an interesting perspective on stuff. Because, for example, like I'm still concerned about the MTA because I still ride the MTA every now and then, and people on Twitter's like, "You, you're not still riding the train?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Ask this girl who just tweeted about we just had a <laughs> 20 minute conversation, but was stuck on the L train. Yeah, like these things. That's the authenticity. Is just like yo are you saying what you really believe or have you changed out, like have you sold out? Like, you know, if I'm just like, yeah, the MTA sucks, like use our lift code, Bodega Boys 20, to save 20% off your first ride. That'll kind of change our relationship with our listeners. And also we can still relate to the listeners because we got people like, yo fam, you got me through a day of a job I hate. And I can still, every now and then I looked at my tweets about my last office job and how I hated that job. And it's still palpable. I can still feel that rage and like that desire. I'm not doing anything good with my life. And as long as you still have that, I think that keeps that whole comedians are really funny when they're still riding the bus. That keeps it going.
1: You'll often ask about sort of how certain languages change or sort of, I guess, for lack of a term, political correctness Mm -hmm. fits into, how does that fit into sort of your, that, model of authenticity
3: well when we first came from you know we first started as two guys from the bronx and the way people talk in the bronx is way different yeah. than even the way people talk in manhattan and there's certain words that we might have used a couple years ago that we wouldn't use at all like for example midget we used to you know like that's hilarious that's a hilarious word and then like we met this girl she's our biggest fan and she was just like yo fam when you say you know I, I, and I'm listening to that when you say that. And after that, we were just like, yo, we didn't even think about that. And we, you know, people, there's this whole anger that you can't be, you can't have comedy and like, you can't joke about marginalized people anymore. And it's like, we're marginalized people. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're, you shouldn't punch down in comedy. And so many of our fans are people who get, you know, for lack of a better term, shitted on by other comedians. And they're like, yo, I can listen to your podcast. and I know there's not going to be an attack on me. You're not going to just call like a racial, like if we say a racial slur, it's not, We're not saying a racial slur. We're like, yo, this is what this person would have said, or this is something that happened to us. So it's a different dynamic. And we're not trying, like, the whole idea, oh, you PC, you can't say anything. It's just like, yo, fam, like, people love our stuff. And- you know like you can you can be you can say stuff for shock value but how much long longevity are you gonna have because the people who rock with that racism and all that shock stuff they're gonna die out and
4: there goes your ticket sales you know what i mean and the thing is like we're not trying to be peace like that's yeah. that's and that comes this is because there's two extremes of that spectrum it's like yeah. the guys that are like comedy isn't comedy anymore you should be able to say whatever you want blah 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 if i can say the n-word why can't see you? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. you got that guy and then you got the other person on the other side of the spectrum where it's like you know you can't make fun of anything or blah 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 Blah, blah. But like with us, it's just self. It's it's a natural progression. Like it wasn't like yo, ch- we gotta chill because yeah. this. It's moments like that where we meet people that are from marginalized groups or whatever, or like y- or just like, educate yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just well, educate yourself. You're
1: authentic to the fact that you've learned, you communicate that. Like we learn not to say that, right? Yeah. You don't yeah. just like change. You're like, oh, I I remember listening to an old episode and you you would say the word crazy. And you're like, oh, I mean, like you're it's like real, a wild, I say wild. Yeah. Like, in your head, you're yeah. like say on air. You see yeah. yourself be like, correct yourself, which is, I think, a thing that you don't hear a lot of people do. That's why right. we came
3: up with the problematic light on the podcast. People think that's a joke, but that's really like, yo, uh, we're <laughs> kind of wilding. Yeah. Like, bring it down a notch. And it's like, it's kind of, not to get too deep, it's uh, in the book of the Bible, Psalms, they have the Hebrew term Salah, which means quiet reflection. I'm getting deep on y'all. sure. But that's
1: what it's supposed to be, is be like, yo, think about what you just said and why what you just said was wrong. You mentioned punching up and punching down. When you guys first started, you guys were people that hated their jobs, that, like, got this break, so you were like, Roasting celebrities, they're mm-hmm. like these people up on in Ivory top. Towers. But now you are a little bit more successful. How has it affected how you choose, how you talk about certain people? Well, if you look at it, when we first started, it's a lot more anger. Yeah. Well, a lot Because
3: you know what? It was just like, yo, fuck you. You made it and we're never going to make it. So, there's that anger now. It's kind of changed. People are just like, yo, you don't roast these celebrities anymore because they're your friends. It's like, no, like they're actual people. Like, we've actually met this person. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, yo, this person, like, we know this certain comment is super hurtful to this person. So, we wouldn't say it. Like, we can still make playful jabs. But, like, we still roast CC Sabathia. Yeah. We still Jesse cook our Williams friends. And people but, like that. Like, yeah. And also, you know, it's kind
1: of changed because certain people, we you know they can't take a joke. Yeah. So, it's like, why even broach the topic with yeah. them? In a bit like this, where you sort of hang out with celebrities, or anytime you do stuff with celebrities, how do you make sure that is authentic to your experiences? When you are doing thing with these icons that you know will be a big deal to sort of people,
3: you know, you could kind of you could test the water. You say a joke and see how far it will go, or be like if they're like, "Yo, chill with that." And some people come and they're from the jump, they're like, "Do not joke about this. Don't bring yeah. this up." And th- in that case, you're just like. Uh, all right, we won't do that. But then and there's always people who just like, yo, anything. Like, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. And that's the best. That's when it's a natural reaction or like you can just throw in something, like something wild, risque. Like when we have, hang with Tracy Morgan, we get to throw out something wild and He'll it just makes whatever. the interview yeah. he, so much more fun. Just started. What's man? the wildest part you've taken
4: your shirt off at? The China Club. Ooh. Yeah, they caught me in, but the Post caught me in. Yeah. They caught me kissing some chick feet. <laughs> I'm a toga I'm a freak I'm, yeah. I'm a freak man I'm a weedy bitty bing, bing bong freak I'm over here I'm over here pro e and Are you pro E&S Yes I'm Crazy yes <laughs> If you eat pussy You eat ass It ain't that far apart You yeah. That's, that's, a, bridge over, right that's a bridge over troubled water man <laughs> hey, Everybody knows Stop fucks with the brown eye
1: But like when you're Talking to John Legend Or like uh, Someone like Jordan Peele Do you try to make sure you Capture sort of like how exciting it is that you're talking to this person, like try I to think be it just,
3: I think it just comes through naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And people are kind of, it's funny if you look on our Instagram, people are just like, Why are you guys like smiling so hard? I was like, Fam, we just hung out all day with Jordan Peele. Like, wouldn't you be smiling? Would wouldn't you, you be all your pearly whites? You know what I mean? We just we just interviewed Wu-Tang for three hours. Like, I think the most excited anyone's ever seen us was probably the last episode of our old show. We interviewed Mike Francesa, and everyone's like, why, why are was you like, so It like, you had Diddy on there. You had, like, Eric Holt. I was like, it's we'll the Pope. Gobert. It's Mike Francesa.
1: You don't yeah. understand. Like, you don't
4: understand. Okay? You don't understand. It's a New York icon. He's a legend, okay?
1: Jesus, I heard you talking about one time about Early on, when you were gaining Twitter followers, there were these people that wouldn't get the jokes. They didn't get the context mm-hmm. of was they were coming still from. There. They're still yeah. there. Yeah. So I mean, now it's even more so. You're on a network. Mm-hmm. People are like they're just flipping through and like yeah. over oh, these guys. How do you balance trying to let people in without trying to sort of have to over explain yourself?
3: You know, at this point, it's no longer my responsibility. Like yeah. the other, the, the internet is exists. context, and the fans will tell them because you'll have people and they're just like. Yo, you're racist. You said this. And they'll be like, have you ever heard of satire? It's just like, at this point, I can't spoon feed people irony anymore. Like, if you're not able to read context clues, like, you're going to have a tough time on social media. And then also some things are just so blatant. Like, it's just so over the top. Like, if you can't get this... Fam, you're watching the wrong channel. Yeah. Go watch Paw Patrol or something because you're not going to get, like, 90% of the references on the show.
4: Yeah. Like, the fucking, the whole shit going on with the Dominican Republic, everybody's all up my ass. Well, what what do you have to say about this? What do you have to say about this? And I'm just like, yo, don't be fucking, you know, don't be a fucking jerk off. Don't walk around with, like, six chains on an, an island where people are starving. You know what I mean? Like, that's basically, that's my take on it. You know what I mean? But it's just shit like. Bro, like if you don't if you don't get it, you you're not gonna get it. Yeah. you know, you, or you don't want to get it. You also, know what I mean? People, are, I feel like people are sometimes
3: looking to be obtuse on Twitter because yeah. my Paul McCartney, my tweet about uh, Kanye discovered Paul McCartney to this day, I still have people. Actually, I'm like, fam, that tweet is like from 2016. (laughs) You really think you're the first person? There's literally a thread underneath it of people correcting me. But it's just like that person. Did that person really come on Twitter to have a conversation with me? Or does this person just want to just be belligerent and fight? (laughs) And search Paul McCartney. So in that case, it's like, why even extend the energy
1: to this person? The Bronx. The actual day. Ah, uh, ah. So, I mean, like, there's, there's a give and take in terms of representing a place they're sort of it's it's there's something creative that there's like, oh, there's meaning to what we're doing, but also there's sort of like when you are the face of a burrow, people are like, well, that's not my experience. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, yeah. how, what is the balance you try to strike between. Representing and like how, I guess the question is sort of how much you feel sort of burdened and how much you sort of motivated by being sort of these faces. Oh, I love from. it. I love representing it's the brilliant.
3: Bronx because when I walk through my neighborhood, I have people come, I have old people coming up to me, I have young people come up to me, and like they're shaking and they're like, thank you for representing, you and Meryl represent the Bronx because every other person like bounces from the Bronx or never mm-hmm. mentions they're from the Bronx. Do you have such a horrible the media viewpoint of the Bronx is just like, it's just a war zone. It's just a shithole with wild dogs and potholes. And they're like, you guys make me proud to say I'm from the Bronx. I can hold up my head high. Even Ruben Diaz Jr. He's just like, yo, you guys are amazing what you're doing for the Bronx. And we have had people who's just like, well, I've lived in the Bronx my whole life and that's not my experience. And I was like, yeah. That's your experience because all these people uh, we know, this is the experience they had. Also, maybe you live in Riverdale. Maybe that's not technically the Bronx,
4: but that's whatever. You can say that about like, (laughs) but you can say that about literally every borough. You know what I mean? Like you said about Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island, everywhere. It's just like, there's so many, there's such a diverse group of people in the Bronx. And it's like, even if you're not from that group you know or have a friend in that group and they Mm -hmm, speak to you about how what their experience and you tell them about your experiences and it's just like a collaborative type of thing. So like if I have a friend who's like Albanian or something like that and he's telling me what it's like to be Albanian on Pelham Parkway, I'm like, okay, cool. Like now I have this information that I can use in like, you know, a little joke or whatever in the future or whatever. But it's all just experience, you know what I mean? Like, and and learning from other people and talking, dial, having that dialogue with other people. I remember a
3: guy online, he was giving, he was like, why do you guys, uh, you guys go so hard on NYPD? You act like they're all racist, like mm-hmm. in Italian accents. So I was like, fam, that's kind of our experience with yeah. NYPD. I go to a Yankee game and this cop's like, yo, come here, come here. And I'm like, oh wow, I'm going to jail tonight. And he taps his partner, he's like, do officer prosciutto, do <laughs> officer, and I do it. He goes, that's Sal, that's Sergeant Salvatore. Let's he's fucking like, oh "Come oh in,
1: I, I think I heard you talk about in an interview, Jesus, that your dad was a photographer and yeah. would take photographs uh, specifically during the Bronx's dirt burning period. Yes. Do you all feel that you have a similar role with what you do with your art in terms of capturing the Bronx? In uh, not until this moment I didn't, but yeah, it's it's. In what way I do you think feel about like it so? like when people,
3: I think more in the future when people go back and listen to this podcast, did we capture this particular moment in the Bronx? The Bronx is super hot right now. We got Cardi B, we got us Remy Ma, French Montana, AOC, and it's just like, are we? Like, are we writing the history the right way? Because if yeah. we don't write that history, someone else is going to write the history and then completely change the narrative. So it does kind of feel the same way. And I know it sounds gas, but I think in the future like our podcast is probably gonna be studied because it's like there's nothing else like it
4: Yeah, I mean I I can't disagree man like there's there's things that are ve- so Bronx specific in the podcast that like you literally need to google them yeah. if you're not from the Bronx sure. like people you know like
3: cause we're like yo we got beef with Robert Morris they're like why, why? and I was like, cause he, just, he destroyed yeah. the Bronx with the Major Deegan they're like what and I'm well, like what yeah, are you go about? read a book like yeah. and they're like I did not know that there's yeah. a very there's a famously long book about it exactly yeah. and that's the reason why even though I went to College of Mount St. Vincent on 200 and two forty second West 242nd Street in the Bronx and I live on I live at the time on East 233rd Street you can't walk across yeah, because you put the big park and the highway through to keep Bronx residents from talking to each other Robert Moore oh and I
1: see you <laughs> <laughs> okay I want to talk a little bit more about this new phone service called Visible see a lot of phone services these days are A bit sneaky. Not unlike John Turturro's character in Mr. Deeds. They tack on hidden fees to your phone bill and hope you don't notice. Not Visible. With Visible, you get unlimited everything, including data at speeds up to 5 megabits per second on Verizon's 4G LTE network for just 40 bucks a month. Flat. Every time. That's it. Transparency is like their whole deal. No tricks. No shenanigans. No BS. Which I gotta say is uh, pretty chill. If you want to learn more, check out Visible.com. Now, back to the show. Donald Trump is president. Uh, I've talked to a, a Oh, fraud. shit, for real? Yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> what? I just thought- checked I- my Twitter today. Yo, Yo, I thought he was
4: still doing a stupid show where he fired people. Which, by the way, we would have
1: been on if he kept doing Sadly. it. Sadly, that—that's the real loss of him being president. Is you guys going to be on?
3: Just imagine Donald <laughs> Trump like you're fired, both of you. I was like,
4: both of you I'm like, fired. I'm like, what? Why? I don't know why. But our
3: cupcake business was profitable. I don't
4: care. It's uh, you, you're, you're a cupcake. You're fired.
1: But like, I mean, I've talked to a lot of late night hosts about sort of. Ah, what their goals are and sort of the responsibility and preparing for this. I was listening to the episode you guys recorded your podcast right after the election mm-hmm. and you're talking about it. And then for some reason you talk about Merrill buying a horse and then you talk about that for so long and you do not remember why you were talking about it. <laughs> that. <sounds> about right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then I was thinking, you know, and, and then Larry Wilmer, you, you talked about if your show would be as popular if Trump wasn't president. So, I mean, the question is, is, is a few questions, but sort of what do you feel your, res- your responsibility is or what is your hope? But also what is a value of a bit like this and your show, the parts that are not about Trump as a thing for people that are living in Trump now? Sort of what is your whole show as it, Exists in Trump America. What is sort of your objective? I think it's kind of a bomb, or maybe like caffeine to keep people from
3: getting burned out. Yeah, because it's just been a long three years, and like people who had like resistance in their bio, and yo, every day they resist. Yeah, yeah. like you We're go to the Twitter accounts out, they're sure. like,
2: yeah. yeah,
3: He admitted he'll take like foreignists. Like, what do you do? It's uh. so defeating, and people feel so broken. And it's just like I used to like religiously watch MSNBC, and like MSNBC is like breaking news: Trump did this, and Mueller is gonna do that, and then nothing happened. And now people are just like, it's just kind of like, yo, can we all just get through this together? And people the say report they is- come to our show and they watch it and they're yeah. just like, it's just like, it just gives you a chance to exhale and maybe take your mind off of how bad things really are and how powerless people feel. Because yes, we could be there like, call your congressman, call your... It's like, yo, every other show is doing that. They'll hear, enjoy this person crashing a car into a gas station.
4: After the Mueller report came out and it looked like it was printed on a printer that had mad extra toner on it, yeah. in it, it was just like, all right, this is not... Nothing's gonna happen here. Yeah. Like this guy's gonna <laughs> run out his presidency. It's like watching a bad contract on a team you really like and the guy that is in very much decline. Mm-hmm. You're just like, fuck this guy, we owe this guy two hundred million dollars for the next five years. Ah! and you're just pulling your hair out. But then yeah. at a certain point it's just like, All right, cool, it is what it is. Like, you know. Also, there's so many weird moments the in pres- presidency yeah. that
3: didn't happen in other presidencies, like the whole is the Melania have a clone? That's so ridiculous, but at the same time it's so plausible. Yeah. We have to cover that on the show. And it's just like, you can't expect Chris Hayes or Rachel Maddow to cover that on the show and be taken seriously. But we could be like, yo, we're not saying he does, but but it'd be wild if
1: he did. And we're able
3: to, in that context, because it's not like, yo, here's politics. It's like, here's something weird that happened in Washington. Look at it from that angle.
1: Going back to what we were talking about, how do you feel like that perspective on how to do it is authentic to the perspective that you guys are com you know you had no idea 6 years ago that this would be but absolutely ab- not but considering that how do you feel like that is the authentic thing that represents the type of the I think that's world. like the, the every man.
4: man it's like the every man response you know what i mean like we're two regular dudes and like we're responding to this stuff the same way you would at yeah. home you know what i mean like like what this guy can't like he has this weird fidgeting thing with his hand on paper like he he needs to hold a water bottle with two hands to drink it like what the fuck is going on here why is this tie 40 feet long like even like when you long for the days of gw bush You know what I'm saying? Like, shit is really real. You know what I mean? And it's just like, it's not even political stuff at this point. It's just like, this guy's just a fucking weirdo.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? The name of our podcast is Bodega Boys. And the reason for that is one night, it's like 4 a.m. I'm going to the bodega to get a chopped cheese, the actual food I eat. Probably going to cause my heart to explode one night. (laughs) But I go into the bodega, I order the chopped cheese, and there's a couple of cab drivers. And they are arguing with the bodega owner. And one of them turns to me, and he's like, settle this for me. Is it true you can't copy the Quran? And I was like, what? And they were having this hot, impassioned debate with no facts. And none of them, they all kind of knew or didn't know. And I was like, wow, that's how people discuss politics and barbershops and bodegas. It's like, I don't know the Russian ambassador's name. Yeah. But you tell them, there's like, I kind of heard, like, he's giving secrets to some Russian yeah, guy. Yeah. So it's not its fact based. It's not like we're not bringing out like polls and like 51% of these people say it. it's just like, yo fam this is what we heard yeah. like maybe you guys could like clarify this or whatever like we might bring someone on that knows better but we're just like yo fam we know enough about politics to talk about it but we're not setting ourselves up as experts yeah. we're not here like yo i studied four years i know everything no. about geopolitics no we're
1: just two guys we're watching the news like you and trying to make the best of it twitter is so important as we said to your sort of rise and your reconnecting you know generally people talk about how twitter is a worse place now mm-hmm. uh what is your relationship to it now? Are you happy that you have an outlet that is healthier maybe? Oh, uh, Twitter is in a death cycle and yeah. it's
3: circling around the drain and it doesn't have much time left. And I say this, sorry, Jack, but I mean, when I say this, it's probably like five years or whatever. But Twitter is so weird right now because there's like a new generation of Twi- Do you have people that have been on Twitter since 08? Yeah. If you've been on Twitter since 08, you've seen every possible tweet that's ever going to be made in yeah. the existence of humankind. But then you have people who are just joining. Yeah. Yeah. And now, like, say you just, say you're, like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You're like, oh, someone told me about Twitter. And you create an account today. And you're like, good morning, Twitter. Everyone's like, get out of here, you Russian bot. <laughs> like, fuck it's you, just, It's so, it's still. Just, oh,
4: two followers. Oh, wow, wow. Must wow. be blocked.
3: Get blocked. And it's just, like, it's so hostile. And then every, you got people on Twitter doing it for grifting. Or people were yes. just like, yo, yeah. I saw you got a TV show off of it. So I'm going to follow. And it's like, that was never the game yeah. path for us. Twitter is a completely different beast than it was now. And then also, back in the early days, it, Twitter was more a personal journal that was like yo I feel like this this day I feel like this now it's just like super yo, tribal you were like, like yo. you don't like people talking loud in bodegas you're cancelled and now like, they just drag you for a whole day you're like what what is like I feel like you know the starting of a uh, family Matters. like
4: whatever happened to respectability <laughs> Don't ever say that you don't like Eminem on Twitter. <laughs> I, deal. <laughs> don't, please. Yeah, his fans go, hard. It, it, they it, go do, super it, do, hard. I think they might like him more than family. we do. If you have a family, yeah.
1: So, in terms of that, was your outlet six, seven years ago? Has it I'm a therapist it? now, yeah. covered by my insurance? <laughs> That's what you now have. That's my outlet. That, but... <laughs> I don't need Twitter to That's complain about life. I can just
3: go see Doc. the doc. You'd be surprised how many secrets I tell my dog while yeah. walking him.
1: <laughs> you know, late night is a thing where once you. Get on a roll. The goal is to get on a roll and then just like not not stop innovating, but figure out what your groove is. Mm -hmm. And I think you guys figured it out. But I always am interested in a thing that you're doing so many episodes. For you guys, what is a good episode and what is a a not good episode? When we get back in the green room, we just kinda flop in the chair,
3: it was kinda sweaty. Yeah. Like that, our our physical reaction, that's when we know we've had a good show. Cause that means he's been laughing, I've been laughing, the audience is in it. And that's happening more and more. As, Cause because, shout out to Showtime, to, you know, giving us two nights a week now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like we've knocked off all the dust. We're back. You know, like I would say we're the Warriors, but you saw how that ended. Yeah. Um, and we're just, we're just, we're hitting all our passes. We're hitting our jokes. The audience is laughing. The crew is laughing. And you know, be like, there's always a little trepidation before I watch every episode. Cause I'm like a perfectionist and I just yeah. assume every episode is going to just destroy our careers because we said something wild but then after as you watch it and I'm just sitting there like wow that was a great episode so anytime it's just like we're just in sync or when we get off the actual stage and we go back in the office and you can hear the editors editing it and you hear them laughing as they're editing it you just do like a little fist pump like yeah
4: Oh, when the stage director laughs, when this when the stage director is laughing in the middle of like trying to be like yeah, because her job is to corral cats. Like
3: she has to keep us on track. Like yeah. if she's like shout out to April because like her job she's said she has she has so much patience because she's yeah. just like yeah start over guys. So like we're like cracking up because we can't pronounce something. It's she's like our she's our kindergarten teacher.
1: Do you have you had? I guess worst epi- bad yet, episodes yet or you're still so excited that you have this show that you have not been able to be like we, oh, haven't, this, we haven't had a bad episode we did have a kind of a beard, like game. A
4: beard mishap yeah. in the first if episode If you look at
3: first episode our beards are super dark <laughs> they're out of control Have they're you ever out. seen that viral clip of the darkest material on earth? Yeah. Well so yeah. apparently we made our beards off of that. <laughs> you know, but that's like our one
4: wild. complaint about the show. Yeah. NASA did our beards for the first episode and then they to, uh, you know they're doing moon science now
1: in an episode this season after marrow drank a shot out of a silicon foot that had a vagina, vagina built in, in it. Yeah. um <laughs> Jesus, you said that's why you're not getting an emmy um uh, but you know <laughs> we joke about Egot stuff mm-hmm. but you know emmy is a thing you can actually be nominated for right um what would it mean for you right now to be nominated for an emmy and what would it mean or do you think it might mean to a sort of 10 year old Versions of you that exist now. So Amisa, Sendero, to, <laughs> the, to those generations of kids right now who are watching you guys. Well, it's
3: funny, people from the Bronx, because they know, they know this possible, they're just like, fam, if you guys get an Emmy, we might burn the Bronx down. People are so excited. We got a uh, shout out to Bronx 12 News, the local news. It was like, you gotta come by with the there might be a parade because it's just the idea that two people just came from nothing started this organic word of mouth joking and ha- could possibly get an emmy could possibly be on that emmy stage throwing up the x it's just so it's like you allow yourself to dream growing up in the bronx you don't allow yourself to dream this big like yeah, our yeah. big dream was like yo a forty thousand dollar a year job with yeah, benefits yo, and dog. maybe a nissan ultima Son, but now it's like yo sky is graduate, the limit
4: going to sanitation you know what i'm saying gonna retire at 40 and then the idea that GTR.
3: the bronx and just not even just bronx it's our fans people who have been with us from day one people on twitter people are mm-hmm. just like yo these guys look like me they sound like me i get their humor it will mean i think it will mean a lot more for other people there for us i mean like for us no doubt like if we get an emmy we're putting it on a chain and wearing it all the time <laughs> but just it kind of reminds reminds me of that speech lupita gave where yeah. she was just like where no matter where you from you matter yeah and i think that would just really reinforce it for so many people just
1: like yo fam believe in yourself and you too can make it happen what would it be for you to to have a dream this big? What is it like living in that?
4: It's dope, man. It's dope. I'm like honestly, like I out of the three siblings, I'm one of three. Yeah. Like my my other two are more traditionally successful, right? Like my brother works up in like doing government stuff up in Binghamton, and my sister is a nurse at NYU Langone. So like with them, it's just like. Okay. My mom is like, very good. That's, you know, immigrant first generation. It's like, that's what that great. You have exactly good benefits. Plan, yeah. That's exactly what I wanted you to do. And, to, and, and, and now my mom is just like, Oh, okay. So you could just lend me $2,500 whenever I need it. I was like, I guess you do have a career. It's funny. Like, is People great. come up to me and they're just like, Yo, you're
3: on TV. I'm like, Yeah this is wild. Yeah. I'm like people were like, yo, you're Jesus. I was like, yo, you know who I am. Yeah. Like I'm we more excited. I'm more excited than you are. <laughs> yeah. Like I'll sit there and chop it up with people for 25. They're like, yeah, I gotta go to work. Like I was just saying hello. Like I didn't yeah. expect. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, what do you want to do? What do you that's that's amazing? What do you watch show? Do you listen to the podcast? Yo, Where'd you get that <laughs> shirt from? We're gonna be best friends. Let's hang out. Let's
4: go yeah. to the beer garden. Yeah. It's wild because it's like there's been a handful of people that are like, nah, I'm good, I don't yeah. I don't need to take nah, a picture. You wanna take pictures? Or they're like, yo, my mother my
3: mother loves your show. I'm like, Face right now right now here take my wi-fi matter of fact we'll use my phone yeah <laughs>
1: so that sound means it's time for our, our final segment it's called the laughing round it's like a lightning round but because it's comedy it's a ha thank you oh, oh now who's doing puns oh man oh
4: that was a big one <laughs> Tori?
1: i hope you guys are gonna be like we love pun the next <laughs> pun we hear big pun yeah. that's my favorite that's gonna, pun. that's gonna be on the podcast saying, uh, it's gonna be like a super villain <laughs> <laughs> um is there a segment from another late night show that you've ever watched that you wish oh I wish we guys could do that. Fuck no. Oh, uh, Conan O'Brien with the moving lips. I love that. That's that was just so a, funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna, that's funny. Some late night shows get an ice cream from Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. What would be in the Jesus and Ooh. It'd wow. be rum and raisin and uh,
3: fried pork ears. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It'd uh, have, la- uh,
1: yeah, have to be.
4: Lactose
3: f- oh, yeah. lactose free. Lactose free. Oh yeah. Very disappointing. Um, <laughs> if you see it at your
1: bodega, you are definitely you're never getting really gentrified. <laughs> so we're during this is being recorded during the off season. The the Knicks have a lot of money to spend and lots of question marks. What is sort of the best case and, or what is the worst case scenario of what will happen at the end of the summer?
4: I mean, to me, I feel like the best case, like the worst case scenario, they're both good in my opinion. And this is, this is the, this is the Knicks cocaine talking, uh, the best scenario is we sign KD regardless of the Achilles injury, see what happens, mm-hmm. and just throw a season another season down the tubes. We got the number 3 pick, RJ Barrett is very good. He's very good. People forget that he's really good because Zion Williams could jump over a building, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But like he's really really good and everybody on that team is like 19 and 20 years old. So it's just like you got a young future Exciting team. That's the worst case scenario. Best case scenario is we land like Kawhi Leonard or somebody like that, and then like pair them up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That's that's the 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 best case scenario. That's a big collides. You know. uh, Worst
3: case scenario. Best case scenario. Worst case scenario is they win twenty one games this season. Woohoo! Best case scenario is they win twenty one games, but at least at one of those games we'll be on the jumbotron. (laughs) We give New Yorkers some hope. They'll be like, "Yo, our guys, (laughs) our guys." They're like, "The Knicks are down by forty two points." The NBA says we must call the game. (laughs) You guys know any joke jokes? Like straight up street jokes? As a child, my mother used to told me this recently. My father used to just tell me dirty jokes all the time to the point where I would repeat them mm-hmm. and she had to tell me to stop saying them. My father would get in trouble with it. One of the jokes was what do you call, what do you call two guys walking a nipple? What? Two men walking abreast.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh god.
3: <laughs> and the funniest thing is my father has this Jamaican laugh. So he's like <laughs> And he just does that for like five minutes. It's the greatest thing ever. Oh my God.
4: I, I'm not even gonna lie. My kids have joke books. Yeah. That I, and I read them and I'm like, wow, these are really bad dad jokes. Like, you oh, know, come like, on. I, yeah. I, I, there's a peanut and a pistachio in a jar of nuts. What does the peanut say to the pistachio? What? That cashew's nuts. <laughs>
3: You ever roast your kids like, boo, you got a <laughs> like, yo, no. heckle of them like the a pot
4: trash, bro. You got you want me to come and like Sandman and hook them off when they tell you a bad joke? <laughs> and my kids look at me like, I don't get it. And I'm like, yo, it's good that you don't. Yeah. You it's don't want to get it. You don't want to get it. It's worse to get it.
1: That's it. Do you guys want to do a close off? Yo, shout out to New York magazine.
4: I'm saying uh uh shout out to the Bronx. Not to I'm be saying. confused with New
3: Yorker, which Thank when you. I worked at the library caused me so <laughs> much problems. I was like, it's the same magazine. He was like, it's not.
4: It's not okay, New York is the one with the weird cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Letting us Rock on
3: this podcast. Shout out to all our listeners, you know. Shout out to you. This was fun, man. Thank you. Also, we got we got New York fitted caps. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So we could be literary while looking felonious. Ah, pow. And the denim. Daddy, De- listen. So was, this, is, this is sweet. Listen to that.
4: little ASMR. Yo, listen. When I throw that on with the Sean John jeans, Woo! it's over. My rock motherfuckers this summer, boy, Woo! with the wallabies.
1: You can buy Jesus and Mero's book, God-Level Knowledge Darts, Life Lessons from the Bronx, wherever books are sold. Jesus and Mero airs on Showtime. Follow Deezus on social media, at Jesus Nice, and Mero, at TheKidMero. Good one is produced by myself, Jelani Carter, Hannah Rosen, and Camila Salazar. Scott Mishrikashen did our theme song. Write a review and rate the show on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, please. Email any comments, questions, or laughing round suggestions to goodonepodcasts at gmail.com or tweet at us at GoodOnePodcast. I'm Jesse David Fox. You can follow me at Jesse David Fox. Good One is a production of Vulture and the Vox Media Podcast Network. So a big part of what makes our show special is you, our listeners. That's why we'd like your help to plan for our future by filling out a short survey. Your responses will help us understand who's listening, how your listening habits have changed in the past few months, and hopefully how we can reach even more people. So, go to voxmedia.com slash podsurvey. That's voxmedia.com slash podsurvey. We'll be back next week with the legendary George Wallace. Have a good one.